Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Big Sunday. Having a great time, man. Weather's perfect. Tatis is making the Astro fans cry. Tua doesn't know the playbook, and they kept it simple. You got the Tech Mobile playbook. Life is good. But joining us now, the Royals insider, my brother from another mother, even though I got the brains. His name is Josh Vernier. He'll be on Burns on Deck at noon. What's up, Vern? Well, I got the looks, then. Yeah, I'd say you probably did. All right, I appreciate that. What's going on, buddy? Oh, <laughs> not much. I don't know if you heard. I know that you're into the uh, uh, the strategies of sports, so to speak, because people are interesting, players are interesting. How they go about their business, conduct their business, what they say, what they don't say. You've been around this thing for a long time. You've covered Super Bowls. What Tua said this week is probably the single dumbest thing I've ever heard an athlete say. He went on, Vern, about not knowing the playbook. Uh huh. You don't do that. Like still to this day. Yeah. Or just like last during year. the season last year. Well, yeah, but even even with the season last year, we had a quarantine last year. What the hell is she doing? Yeah. No, the playbook. I don't know. I was never sold on Tua. Maybe it's no, just because he's a he's a he's a lefty. Uh, no, that's not the reason. Steve Young was my favorite player growing up. I don't. I don't know. I, sure. I don't know what it is about Tua. I just. I, I don't put him in that. Obviously, don't put him in that top tier. But, but even in that that second tier, that Justin Herbert, where you wonder if he's going to make a jump this year. I don't even put Tua there. I always liked him because he's an igniter. I like athletes that stand out because they do something and they have that ultimate will to win. Like, I respect that. It's kind of like why I like Singer and his attitude uh, because he wants to win at but, all costs. But how's that on display with Tua? I understand what he did in the title game that, coming into the second it. half. You just said it. You just said it. When he came in. So it's all been downhill since the first time no, we saw him in a meaningful game. No, he's so I'm not. I'm no. not giving him that national championship anymore. Bernie, yes, that was a. That, that was a great game. He but came in cold you, and you won the game. You can't build a professional career off of a half okay. of football against okay. Georgia. He, he was good. He was fun to watch. He was a good player to watch. But, again, a lot of talent around. That's why they, I would caution that Mac Jones talk because ton of talent around him too. But I liked the ignition, the way he came in and changed that game. I just liked it. That's part of sports. I enjoy seeing that switch. Tatis, another guy, Vernon, you and I like talking about just baseball in general and What's going on with it? As we talked about La Russa and unwritten rules and written rules or whatever. Tatis yesterday, and it's kind of funny, I actually led the show with the Vern. All the Astro fans are mad. I mean, big mad that Tatis was showing him up. Not only he bat flipped, he did this little dance around third base, but we're talking about Astro fans talking about respect the game. Yeah. That's hypocrisy, brother. Well, I mean, I... I really don't know many Astros fans. I mean, if we're going off of Twitter, there's always idiots on Twitter oh, yes, about something, yes. waiting plenty. to be triggered about something, yes, uh, plenty. Like being soft about something, canceling someone. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, 
This was funny, I, though. I, I despise Twitter more as every day goes by. You know what? I'm so kind of the same way. I don't way. give a damn what Twitter says. You know what? I'm kind of the same way. I, I just thought that Tatis home run was funny. Um, I, I, Tatis is great. He is fun. He's so fun He's to watch, fantastic. man. Because the I, hate for the Astros yeah. is great, and the way that they embrace it is great, and Carlos yeah. Correa is great. I, I just hate Binkley, and I, I'm pretty sure you agree with this, even though, yes, you uh, started by, by talking about Tatis and bad flips and whatnot. I'm just sick and tired of uh, media, sports radio, uh, and, and, and television. Uh, they sit around and they talk about how no one cares about baseball. Yeah. And then when they talk about baseball, they talk about how bad sure. baseball is. Well, then just stop. Ta- if you don't like it, if you find it boring, okay, well, then just get back to football or, or just <laughs> talk about uh, uh, basketball. You can't tell me you hate something and then bring it up and go, see, this is this is bad. Okay, just just move on. I, I don't understand people that don't like baseball to begin with sitting around and having a 20-minute conversation about how bad the sport is. How is that entertaining radio? Sure. I, I hear way too many people around the city just sit around and bash baseball. Man, there's a lot of people that yeah. love this game and, as you know, love this team here in Kansas City. You know, I was saying this, too, about baseball. I say baseball needs people to talk about it. And here's the thing about bat flips. Whether you like them or not, whether you, you, you I hate bat flips or whether you love them, the bottom line is when someone bat flips, like and you like bat flips, you're you're good with it because you like it. And if you don't, you're talking about it, which is still good because you're talking about baseball. That's yeah, good. I, I, no, I, I think that's tired. I, I'm not with that. With major, I would League just rather people talk the about the game. The only time the sport gets talk about is talked about is if there's a yeah. fight. If there's a bad flip, if we want to make fun of Tony LaRusso, if we want to talk about the unwritten rules, it, it's just, to me, it's so very tired. We know where everyone stands on old school, new school, yeah. uh, the, the bad flip and whatnot. Look, if you're bad flipping, I don't even want to talk about this, but if you're bad flipping and it's natural, uh, if you just hit a big one, you know, and, and you're letting your dugout know, I got no problem with it. I mean, I've heard Dayton Moore, and, and we'll hear from him coming up at 12.45 during the Dayton Moore show, I've heard Dayton Moore say, man, if, if, if I could do that to a baseball and it was a big moment, yeah, I'd be bad flipping too. I mean, his kid's doing yeah. it down in the SEC right now. There's nothing wrong with it. And yeah. those that are stuck in the old baseball, uh, that's fine. We don't need to sit around and uh, try to cancel them and, oh, oh, you guys need to get with it. Man, just let them enjoy the game sure. how they enjoy the game. Yeah, there's things going around this game. I mean, there's two losing streaks that are actually longer than what the Royals had at 11 games. Diamondbacks 13 straight, straight the Orioles at 12 straight. That article you referenced, I mentioned that because you think of Dayton Moore being old school and all this and that, but if your own flesh and blood and your son does it, like it starts changing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It opens your eyes a little bit. To the yeah. guys just having fun in this game. But what a tremendous piece. I don't know about you, Vern, and we'll talk about Royals here in a second. Then we're getting sidetracked, but we're still talking baseball. I don't know your feelings on college baseball, but I freaking love it. I mean, I've yeah. loved every minute of this SEC tournament. The, I just can't the, take the, the ping. The, the ping. I don't, yeah. I don't like the ping. But the composite bats, it's a little bit different. But I like the I like the I like the fist pumping. I like dudes playing hurt just to be playing ball. I love guys that are kind of putting off the dreams being drafted here in a couple of weeks sure. off, but that's baseball. Like if you're, if you want to see people have fun and play the game, if you're a new age guy, like spat flips and guys having fun, watch college baseball for a game and then say, wow, I really enjoyed yeah. the atmosphere of that game. 
it's it's the style of baseball that we all played when we were kids in in the backyard or in in a field somewhere or on a sandlot. I watched we that last night. There having a blast and competing against whoever, whether it's a friend or not on the mound, you were just up there having a good time. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, if you want uh, real, exciting, enjoyable baseball, yeah, college baseball uh, is is probably the closest thing we have here in America uh, to the kind of baseball you watch in the winter down in the Dominican or in Venezuela. I, I would say college baseball is the closest thing to that because Major League Baseball, whenever you see something that gets close to uh, the excitement on the field and in the stands that is comparable to the Dominican, uh, whenever that happens in the big leagues, we make a big uh, to-do about it and uh, rip Fernando Tatis or Tim Anderson or Javi Baez. We try to give these guys a hard time for playing the game that they have their their, their entire life. This is what I like talking ball with you, Vern. All right, this is fresh news. Fresh news, hot off the press. Give I, it to him, Bing. No, I, I like this because I get your instant reaction. The Royals, we have made the following roster moves. Carlos Hernandez, option to back to Omaha. Yeah. Up comes Edward Olivares. Um, he's been playing extremely well. Yeah. He's a guy that we started to see last year. Just your overall thoughts on Edward Olivares. How much did you like him when the Royals got him and in and, and kind of making this move for the Royals? What's it mean? Uh, well, he came over from the Padres um, yeah. last year. What does it mean? It means that they're still um, waiting to see how the groin of Jorge Soler heals. Jorge Soler not in the lineup. Edward Olivares is in the lineup hitting sixth in right field. Um, he can spark some cover stuff, off man. The ball. Say it again. He can spark some stuff. I mean, this is a eh, maybe. I don't. He doesn't have much. Uh, you know what? We'll see. I, I give the kid a chance. He Kids been in some bombs. Uh, yeah. Okay. But Triple A. I mean, Gabriel Cancel's hitting bombs. Alcides Escobar is hitting bombs in Omaha. I'm going to calm down about the boo boo McBroom right now by the uh, Omaha Storm Chasers. Look, yeah, McBroom. He's, He's he's a he's a he's a fine player, um, but when I've watched Edward Olivares, I've been disappointed in the defense. Uh, but we'll 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 see. He's in right field. They're not putting him in center field. Uh, look, th- this isn't a good thing. You know, Jorge Soler not being in the lineup. Jorge Soler possibly going to the IL. That's not a good thing. I don't care how well Edward Olivares is hitting in Omaha. I don't care how well he hits at the big leagues. He can't do what Jorge Soler can do. You need sluggers in this lineup. Losing Jorge Soler makes you uh, one shorter uh, because, you know, this team that we watched the past few nights uh, should be getting Royals fans excited. It's a lineup that's seven deep, uh, seven deep with quality hitters, five deep with sluggers. You lose Jorge Soler and, you know, suddenly we have uh, Gerard Dyson and Kelvin Gutierrez and Edward Olivares in the lineup. And uh, yeah, I, I mean... I'm not trying to uh, crush the young man, but but there's just no way this team is better uh, in the long haul. Now, maybe today Edward Olivares is, is hitting it well, and maybe for the next week he's hitting it well. Um, but, but this team needs Jorge Soler to hit and hit for power and hit consistently if they're going to uh, reach 500 at season's end. Edward Olivares can hold it down for a while, but this team desperately needs Solaire back, but they need Stallmont back. They need Duffy back. Look, injuries have been a big-time story around Major League Baseball, and it's now starting to hit the Royals. Vern, I think we can look at yesterday's game in several ways. One, obviously, Adalberto Mondesi, another multi-hit game, a home run. This guy's a spark. That's one thing. 
And your thing was the allure of not – well, the draw of bringing up Jackson Coeur, and they didn't. I mean, it, to me, yesterday was kind of a throwaway game because you're starting Santana or whatever. I mean, you did what you did, but you preserved your guy in AAA. And I'm on team keep guys in AAA until, until they're ready. I mean, I know they could dominate. I just don't want to see get up here and get shelled. Um, I think Daniel Lynch opened their eyes. You and I have been talking about this uh, for quite some time. But I'll give the credit yesterday, and I know people want to see Coar. They did the right thing. Yeah, I mean, I think they've earned the benefit of the doubt. I, I don't know how much Daniel Lynch opened their eyes, uh, right? I mean, the, the Royals' front office understands the difficulties of the big leagues and the jump from AAA to Major League Baseball. I think it opened a lot of our eyes, right? Guys on the outside, men and women on the outside of Major League Baseball, fans and media alike, Daniel Lynch reminded us uh, just how big of a gap there is between AAA and the big leagues and just how smart these coaches and advanced scouts are at the big league level, finding out whatever uh, Daniel Lynch was tipping uh, in his outings at the big league level. And, and look, you know, th- there's a reason why Brady Singer's already been here. Chris Bubich has already been here and Daniel Lynch has already been here. Uh, they're ahead in some facet, whether it's uh, ability, whether it's stuff, whether it's the mentality, whether it's the competitiveness. There's a reason why Jackson Coar hasn't gotten the call up yet because, look, we all know this organization expects Jackson Coar to debut this season, and we all know this organization wants Jackson Coar to be successful at the big league level this season. So if they deem Irvin Santana slash Carlos Hernandez the better option in game number 50, yeah, that that screams that Kowar, there's something about him, whether it's stuff or it's mentality, there's something about him that isn't quite ready for the grind of the big league baseball season. So uh, let him continue to build up confidence. Uh, you, You want, when he makes that big league debut, you want him to showcase the kind of confidence that we saw last year from Singer and Bubich. And I think the concern right now is that if he makes his debut uh, that confidence uh, that aggressiveness in the zone attacking hitters uh, Jackson Coar may not be there yet so maybe a few more starts in AAA uh, help something click for the young right-hander and look we're going to see him at some point but but I'm with you in a season that's about taking a step forward uh, th- there's no need to rush guys no need to push them into taking that step forward it'll happen on their own time you just want to make sure that when 2022 starts uh those steps have been taken so it's full go starting game one next year we're game 51 today Vern, um against the minnesota twins who do you think at this point has been the biggest eye opener for the royals like a guy maybe exceeding expectations going damn we really have something here yeah. Um, I would say Chris Bubich. That would be my guy. I mean, Chris Bubich has been fantastic. Uh, Mike Matheny raved about Chris Bubich throughout last season. So I think he's just meeting the potential that they saw in him uh, throughout the past year and a half. Um, if, if I had to pick one as far as a guy that's opened their eyes, uh, Jake Brents is probably oh, the yeah, first that comes to mind. Yeah, uh, forgot about that know. one. Kelvin Gutierrez has been impressive over the past week. Uh, when he's not hitting, he's playing uh, a terrific, uh, uh, terrific. He's been very good defensively at third base, and he's in there once again today with Hunter Dozier as your designated hitter. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Jake Brent, the 26-year-old lefty who I think right now is probably your number three reliever behind Scott Barlow and um, 
Uh, well, obviously not Josh Stallmont, uh, but Scott Barlow, Josh Stallmont. Who, who's who's my number three? Uh, oh, Kyle Zimmer. Kyle Zimmer. Oh, Zim? Okay, so, yeah, so Barlow one, Zimmer two, Jake Brents. Probably right now your number three reliever. Interesting. And don't forget, don't forget sports fans, Kelvin Gutierrez came in over in that Kelvin Herrera trade. So you can go ahead and say who won that trade, and obviously that was Kansas City Royals because Gutierrez. I mean, look it up and down their lineup right now. Okay, Witt, they drafted Santana, free agency, fine. Uh, they traded Khalil Lee to bring in Andrew Benatendi. Salvi's their guy. Mondi's their guy. Edward Olivares was acquired via a trade. Gutierrez was acquired via a trade. Dozier's their guy, and Dyson's their guy. So, uh, again, Dayton Moore always says, you know, building your team through free agency is a fool's errand. And you look at the one through nine today, and you only see yeah. one free agent signing. I know Dyson was, but yeah. we know Dyson was always coming back. Sure. Home. Well, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad to see Monty back in the lineup. It's fun. I, I, I he, he's a you don't need to get him up there in the top three, though. Here's the thing I want about him, him to replace Ben Attendee. Yeah, he's on my all. Don't go grab a beer when he's a bat team. No doubt. I mean, if you guys get into that, that's where you don't you don't leave because he's going to do something fun. I mean, he's almost hit another home run that hit the wall, and he's hit one. And every time he's, no, he's on the base, he's the ultimate agitator. He is. And he's doing his job because that's what his job is to be an agitator. And, and that's why I want him at the top of the lineup. I, I just I, I need that speed up there. I understand easing him back into it. I'm not – I don't want to have a lineup discussion. I'm not trying to second-guess sure. Mike Matheny. But uh, I, I would like, uh, starting maybe tomorrow, uh, series opener, full capacity, I'd like to see Mondesi in that two spot. Good stuff, Vern. I love talking the game of baseball and written rules and some people that are lighting our eyes up with the Kansas City That's Royals. Right. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, Vern, it. Uh, you'll be on at noon. Vern's on deck show. Looking forward to the big baby bread killer on the mound versus yeah. Matt Shoemaker. It's a good swing, man. It's a rubber Let's game. They've it. had a lot Why of not? Let's do it. Let's, come on, man. Get back and get 30,000 plus at the K. Let's I still don't know about fireworks. I, I'm guessing. You. Come on. Do you know for sure if there's going to be fireworks or not? I'll ask you. I. No, I have no idea. I, I said that they were, but then again, I thought about it, and Grant thought I was just kind of pulling out of my butt, hey, which I was. Is it going to rain today in Minneapolis? <sighs> Man, I don't know. I know it's supposed okay. to be, what, 60% chance tomorrow? It's like 47 to 55 throughout the day today during the game. Mm. Well, you're so doing the, you're doing the C.J. Mosen Sons weather report from Target. You better tell me. I know. I will. I'll, I'll let you know coming up at 1210. It's going to rain tomorrow with the K, though, isn't it? But maybe, maybe. But the K's in a vacuum. Like, it'll rain all around the Let city, but not the there. tell the listeners this. Whatever Binkley says is going to happen, the, opposite, the opposite is going yep. to happen. That's why I asked. I was hoping he was going to say today and tomorrow we're going to be rained out because that would mean nine clean innings. I think Kauffman Stadium is the toughest place in America to tell what it's going to do because literally it can rain. Like, that one night against the Brewers, it yeah, was pouring in the city, right. but it wasn't doing anything. It was, like, right. lightly sprinkling out there. But it was pouring in this town. It's like a vacuum. It really is. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. That's Kansas City. You know that. Oh, but it's Kauffman Stadium more than Kansas City because the rest of Kansas City was raining. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe it's you, Vern. Goodbye, Binkley. Bye, Bing. Bye, Vern. I almost called him Binkley. Because <laughs> he was acting like me. It confused me. Thought I was talking to myself for a you second. You got beat at your own game right there. Yeah, I called him Binkley because I, I called him my name. He clowned you. Because he was acting like me. That was his segment. He totally dominated. I wouldn't say that. I'd give it's 10-8 in that round to, <sighs> to the Vern Meister. You think Vern outscored me in that round? Yeah. Usually it's the other way around. I mean, he had a great close to the round. He did. He had a good close. But I had a good start. I had a good start.
I compared Tua to Vern. Yeah, I mean, it that might have been good, 10 was nine, good, but was I, think it's not your, I don't think it's your round this time. Dang it. Yep, live the fight another day, regardless. Mitch Holtus joined us uh, Friday uh, on the drive and had some fun things to say about this offensive line. If you're not pumped up about the Chiefs, you will be at this next segment. Sunday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Royals lineup is out behind big baby Brad Keller. Merrifield leads off, followed by Santana, Ben Attendee, Perez, Mondi. Mondi's betting fifth. Olivares in the lineup behind Mondi, Gutierrez, Dozier, Dyson, Keller. Sal Perez just kills, kills it at target field. 71 games he's played there, hitting 325, 15 doubles, 19 home runs, 53 ribs. That guy, if he's not in your fantasy lineup when he's in Minnesota, you should probably stop fantasy sports or daily fantasy. Most home runs by an opponent all time at target field. Two ahead of Edwin Encarnacion, two ahead of Carlos Santana. So two of the top three bombers at target field from opponents resides with the Kansas City Royals. I'm excited about the game today. Looking looking forward to it. Mitch Holtus. I'd say there's probably a handful of people I could listen to all day. Mitch Holtus is one of those. Because you, you all know when you're in school, whether it's high school or college grant, you had these classes you probably fell asleep in or just quite frankly didn't care. Because a lot of times teachers will talk just to hear their own voices. And you're not really learning anything. But the ones you can always remember, like, I can't remember a lot of my teachers. Granted, it's been a minute. But I can the ones that I learned something from. And got me excited. Got me, you know, challenged me. I walked out of class like, man, I learned something that day. Mitch Holt is one of the guys I could listen to all day. Longtime voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is when Mitch was talking about the different usages of what Andy Reid can do with this offense. Because I think the addition of Noah Gray, whether you'd wanted a different tight end, like I, I wanted Tommy Trimble, I'll be honest with you, but willing to give Noah Gray a chance because of what he can do to expand this offense. Versatile player, Chiefs can run 12 personnel, and not necessarily line up to run the football in 12 personnel with two tight ends. Do different formations off of Put him in motion. Put him in the backfield. Lots of different options you can do. But having this offensive line, giving Mahomes more time, I believe Andy Reid could even expand Biennemi and Kafka and all these guys, the brain trust of the Chiefs offense in Mahomes, throw him in there, can just keep adding different wrinkles to this offense. Like 2021 has me really excited because of the changes to the Kansas City Chiefs 
in a way that I think is going to make this offense even better. Here's Mitch on just those changes. With Andy Reid had like Rodney Hudson at center, okay? And now all of a sudden that offensive line wasn't awesome, but he had Rodney Hudson at center who could move. And the screen game that he brought into play where uh, that first season to go from 2-14 and 14 to 11-5 and five was a big part, in, uh, largely in part, to what Andy Reid did with his creativity and his mind in using that offensive line, specifically a guy like Rodney Hudson. And the screen game, I mean, a thousand ways to run screens, they obliterated Philadelphia with it in 13. Now, let me raise you one here, and that is the second part of why I'm so excited in this rookie class, and that is the tight end position. Travis Kelsey, we know, is the best tight end in the league ever. Okay, the, the numbers are there. I can we can go through the five straight 1,000 yard seasons, 6,100 yards in those five years, to be precise, and 36 touchdowns in that time. But he needs help. He has played 3,304 snaps in three years. He's been the one guy that hasn't missed time because of injury. There has to be help there. Plus, a big part of Andy Reid. And that resurgence in 13, 14, 15, even in the 16, was the fact that he could use two and three tight ends as an attack weapon. Now, Noah Gray, to me, has got a chance to be way better than I thought he could be when the Chiefs drafted him. I like the pick, but I didn't know if I'd love the pick. And right now on May the 28th, I'm loving the pick. That and the fact that you bring in Blake Bell and you've got three quality tight ends, all with a modicum of athleticism, all that can block, and now all of a sudden Andy Reid not only can spread you and run Wasp, to Bink's point, he can go back to the years of 13, 14, 15 and attack you with a three-tight end system, but that doesn't mean three yards in a cloud of dust. He can throw the ball and throw the ball deep out of that with mismatches that would be very unique in the National Football League. So I think the Chiefs have more than we all thought, not only in getting Trey Smith, but there is the potential, watch this kid, Noah Gray, and what he can do to help this team and specifically to help Travis Kelsey and then open up those pages again uh, of that uh, flash drive that Coach has and go, well, pull up those pages from 14 and 15 and let's throw that into the mix. The excitement there about just the different wrinkles the Chiefs could do. And coming up next, I've said I'm glad the Chiefs are playing the Browns in week one. And I have my reasons for that. And I think it's important to play this team in, in, in the first game because I think they're going to be damn good. I'll back that up with something Brian Baldinger said as well. But Brian Baldinger, Mitch holds us about the excitement of the Chiefs and the Browns game one. Do that next. Big Sunday. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. 
Royals Twins in action. Catch Vern's on deck show at noon. Always fun and excitement. I, I love three strikes, too. Like, I'm a sucker for that game. I like to play along, play the home game. Vern's quick, man, with that strike three, though. Like, you don't like you playing around. And I'm with him because we're all sitting there screaming in our cars. Hit him with strike three, man. Hit him with it. Hit him with it. They're taking too long. They're Googling. Hit him. What I really hate is when people are conferring with somebody else. It's like, come on, man. Like, if you ask anything you that happened, like, more than five years ago, a lot of people going to bomb. I'd be out. I mean, George Brett's, like, always the free space. Like, if there's any record or anything with the Royals, you see George Brett. That's an automatic number one. It's like a free pass right there with it. But I mentioned the Chiefs. First five weeks of the season is going to dictate, and I think send a message to this league. Week one, Browns. Week two, Ravens. And then you get the Chargers sprinkled in there. But week five is the Buffalo Bills. Like, there was two teams that I wanted to see the Chiefs open with. One of them was Cleveland, one of them was Buffalo. Because I consider both these tier two teams. And give Andy Reid all that time. I mean, essentially, since the schedule got out, Andy Reid, boom. Like, if you're Cleveland, you're like, ugh. Man, Reid's already thinking about all the things he's going to do with us. And it's not a good sign. But I will say this about Cleveland. And it's good to see people coming around on this. Because I've been banging this drum. That defense is going to be good. They were 17th in the league last year. I think they're top 10 defense. What CBS Sports had them as the third best defense in the NFL next year. There's a reason. 50% of the Rams secondary, the number one secondary in the NFL, is playing for the Browns this year. Free agency. Johnson and Troy Hill. They bring in Clowney. Don't worry about that one. Drafted a corner round one. They're going to be tough. But not only that, but the offensive line is tough. And three all-pros are on that line. Conklin, a tackle, first-teamer, two second-teamers, and Batonio and Wyatt Taylor, the guards. No other team can say they have three all-pros. Not talking about Pro Bowl, talking about all-pro. But that offensive line is nasty. And not only that, you get more out of your quarterback with a good offensive line. Exhibit A, Phillip Rivers, who's now coaching high school football, went to the Colts. They got the most, they had a good running game too. Jonathan Taylor, third in the NFL in rushing. Great offensive line. How's that, what's that say with the Browns? You have a quarterback in Baker Mayfield. He's not on the elite level. Six of his last nine games under 200 yards. He didn't have to throw it much. You have a dominant ground game in Chubb and Hunt. Great offensive line play. You can run the play action, which Baker Mayfield's very good at doing. But having an offense, and well, I'm not even talking about Jedrick Wills. The first round pick they had the year before at the University of Alabama made the all rookie team. So this is a future, probably all pro selection. So three all pros now, plus a guy that's going to get there in Jedrick Wills. Here's Brian Baldinger on that nasty Cleveland offensive line. Listen, uh, no, Tampa, Green Bay, Indy, all good groups, but the Cleveland Browns. Wills, Batonio, Treader, Teller, Conklin, the architect, Bill Callahan. This group, I call them the union. Right? I mean, they carry hard hats. They carry their lunch pails. When they take on a defensive line, they mangle them. They carve them up in the middle. They, you see body parts just flying. This group together, collective brain. And I mean, uh, in the union showed up every week. And it was my favorite film to study every week, how they went about their business. But they were really good. And they're the gold standard right now. Yeah. They're all coming back this year. Callahan is there. 
This Cleveland Browns, the union. That's my best offense line in the league right now. Many teams will challenge this year, but I think the union's capable of holding them all off. And two of those teams challenging, obviously, the Colts with that offensive line. Costanzo retires, but still Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith, all coming back on an offensive line. Chiefs offensive line can make a statement. Chiefs offensive line can make a big statement. I think already the Chiefs have one of the better offensive lines in the AFC, which pair them with the league quarterback. Boom, things can happen. But I wanted the Browns because I think the Browns are going to be a team that gets better and better as the season goes. I think they're no joke. And to get them in week one, just like a few years ago in 2017, where the Patriots had won the Super Bowl in 16, you know, the banners were dropping on a Thursday night. Chiefs went up there and rolled them. Give Andy Reid time. I always thought if he had a week in between, it's going to be a tough match between him and Belichick. But you give Andy Reid the whole summer or whatever, probably going to outmatch you. He just will. His football acumen, he will beat you. And I'm excited about that. And Cleveland's 1-1-20 and in their last 22 opening day. And I get it. Take a grain of salt, different team. Stefanski, coach of the year. This is not your daddy's Browns team. But I asked Mitch, told him my excitement of playing the Browns in week one. This is what Mitch Holtis had to say about that. Absolutely. And and here's the thing for all those opponents, and I think Kevin Stefanski knows this. If you think you know the Chiefs and you think you can watch their tape all summer and think you have their tendencies and, oh, here's what they do on third and shorter, here's what they do at the right hash uh, when they're at their plus 40, forget it. I've done this team now for eight years under Andy Reid. I love to watch video. You know how I am, Bank. Mm-hmm. I love to just like approach it almost like a coach. I cannot tell you what Andy Reid's going to do on down or distance, right hash, left hash, or what personnel he's got. I simply cannot, and that's not hyperbolic. That is because he's so thorough and so good at not – do you think you have tendencies down on the Chiefs? How many times in eight seasons you go, well, I know what they're going to do right here because this is what they always do. None. There's nothing they always do. And so if you're the Cleveland Browns going, we got these guys figured out. Let's watch the Tampa Bay tape from Super Bowl 55. I would tell Cleveland, beware. Surgeon General's warning at the bottom of the pack. You may not want to just dive into that because you're going to see stuff you've never seen before, and he will unleash it because there's new personnel, there's guys that will get better, and it's Andy Reid coming up with new stuff. See, I, I like the Cleveland game of week one at Arrowhead Stadium. Not that it matters. Chiefs are 15-1 and one on the road the last two weeks, last two years. And I get it. Last year was a little bit different because of the pandemic. There was no fans in the stands but cardboard. And there were some some places had them. There ain't no last year. 7-1 the year before on the road. 20-4 and four in the last three years on the road. That's incredible. Like, of all Andy Reid's big accomplishments and things he's done, Mahomes as well, the fact that you can go on the road – it continued dominance. That's tough, man, because the Chiefs are a lot of work for any team that they're playing. And then this year is going to be different because they can open things up, change the playbook a little bit with the offensive line, just like Andy Reid. You know, he was talking about this team. And one of the things I'm excited about is the battle on the right side because competition breeds excellence. You know, I, I told Mitch this because it meant a lot because I remember the Big 12 media days a handful of years ago. Bill Snyder. Grant, pay attention to this. That's your guy. He was down there. He had the whole offensive line of K-State was coming back. He was asked a question. What do you think about your offensive line coming back? Are you really excited about that? You know, media question. You know, hey, you got to be excited about that. Bill, nah, not really. Because once you know your, your job's locked up, what are you going to do to take that step forward during the job, right? That's total Bill Snyder, right? Makes sense. 
But competition breeds excitement, and there's going to be some serious competition on the right side of this offensive line. Listen, there, there's going to be a battle on the uh, on the right side, and <clears throat> and um, you know there there are a bunch of guys that can play, and we'll just you know we've always done this. We take the the five best and throw them in there, and and so uh, we'll see how it all sorts out. Um, long right now, uh, you know, you talk probably the most rust that you'd think. Uh, and he stepped in and done a nice job. So, I mean, he's playing the right guard spot right now, but we know he also can play tackle and he, he's jumped in there next to Remmers and uh, they've, they've moved right along and done, done a nice job. I can always kind of tell who Andy Reid likes a lot when he talks because he'll mention them specifically. And Kyle Long's one of those guys. Versatility, whether he's a starter or not, he'll be a swing player for this team and they like that. I mean, the left side's locked down with Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney. The, the center position, it's going to be kind of a battle. You have Austin Blythe, you know, who's played in this league, was a center for the Rams. Uh, he took over Brian Hill when he got hurt, was a center, was a right guard before that. So, say Creed Humphrey wins the job at center, which which he's a cool story in itself because he can snap with either hand, the left or the right, more dominant than his left. But anyway, Mahomes wants to snap, he will can change his hands to be that person. But then the right guard. We'll say Creed Humphrey wins the center. Then all of a sudden, right guard. You have Blythe down the competition with Wiley. Lauren DeVarney Tardif, Tardif, Canadian doctor. You have Kyle Long. You have a lot. Allegretti. Don't forget Allegretti in that mix, too. And then you have right tackle. Probably Rimmers at this point because the experience. But then there's Lucas Niang, who didn't play last year. Stud from TCU. They drifted in the third round the year before. Add him to the equation. And then you've got competition, right tackle, right guard. Good news is for the Chiefs, if they suffer injuries, they got guys that can step up and take their place. So I'm excited to see what this team can do with this new-look offensive line. We're going to see the best of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, hell, Dan Orlovsky, former quarterback on ESPN NFL Live, thinks this will be Mahomes' best season because of the pieces around him. Yes, Mahomes is already great. Can he be even better? Orlovsky thinks he can We've never seen Patrick with this offensive line. We've never seen Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid with this offensive line, this type of talent and strength. And we all know that the offensive line allows everybody's strengths to be magnified. So we're getting the best quarterback in football, the most talented quarterback in football, with an offensive line that he's never had before. We still have the most explosive player in football in Tyreek Hill with an offensive line that he's never had before and Andy Reid with an offensive line he's never had before. This is going to allow this offense to constantly operate from a position of strength. And that's why I love what the Chiefs did. They didn't just take a weakness and make it like they, they patchworked it. They took a weakness and said, no, we've got the best player in football, and we're going to allow him to be the best player in football on, on a consistent basis. I think, Mina, your point of Orlando Brown playing in that college pass-happy offense is going to be very impactful. Creed Humphrey's going to play really early. The great thing is they have seven starters. This team has seven starters. Yeah. This will be one of the best offensive lines in football, and it'll be the best offense we've seen in Kansas City since Patrick was their quarterback. See, I'm excited about that. Opening the playbook line gives him more time. Clyde edwards helaire by the way, is really going to love this offensive line. You know, jam it on third and two instead of rollouts, throwing the football. Probably had more success running the ball. Cleccio Simile was a big loss last year when he got hurt from the Chiefs. But they got some nasty dudes with some attitude on that offensive line that opens up the playbook. I'm excited about it as well. It's not sexy. You know, sexy's going out and getting that running back and that wide receiver and free agency, and, you know, that sells tickets. Offensive line wins Super Bowls. It's the foundation. 
You can't have a put a house up unless you pour the concrete and put a foundation. Well, I guess you can, but if you want it to last, you do. But you build a foundation. The Chiefs had a weakness, and they went and kicked the door down on it. You know, they wanted Trent Williams and Tony. They wanted to get the best tackle in garden for ages. They made an effort for it. It went all the way to, what, 2.30 and 3 in the morning. I actually stayed awake for the Trent Williams decision. But Orlando Brown's eight years younger. And was he actually target number one? That's one thing we don't know. Yes, they went after Trent because it didn't look like Baltimore do business with you, which I'm still shocked they did, to be quite honest with you. And they will be circling the Chiefs that they have in week two, trust me. Even though every time Mahomes is 3-0 against the Ravens, thrown for over 370 yards, nine touchdowns, one pick, they've had a lot of trouble stopping Patrick Mahomes. Come up next, though, the Chiefs, the Honey Badger, Anthony Hitchens, did talk about the red zone defense in one of the areas they want to get better. Plus, uh, hear what Mike Matheny said. Short words, didn't have a lot to say today before the game. Get you primed before Vern takes over at noon. Game Sunday. Welcome back, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. Grant, who brought a donut today, is there an energy drink? Grant's now moved up in my power rankings. I'm trying to do my best. You're trying to put in a good shift every day. Hey, sometimes Royals fans get what they want, sometimes they don't, right? They wanted Jackson Coar. Didn't get him. But you got Edward Alvarez. You wanted him. Came over in the Trevor Rosenthal deal last year. Hit 274, two home runs, seven ribs, 18 games with the Royals last year. Could he provide maybe a little bit of spark? Maybe. Sitting 395 in Omaha, five home runs, 16 ribs, OPS over 1,000. See what Edward can do. Monty's betting fifth today. Yeah, I'm excited about the uh, Kansas City Royals today. By the way, uh, Mike Matheny spoke very, very shortly today. Didn't speak a whole lot. Here was Mike Matheny before the uh, Twins game. The rubber match, third uh, third straight for the Kansas City Royals. All right. Um, good morning, Mike. I just had two. Um, uh, we're recording. Um, first off, um, any update on Solaire and um, and his status? Uh, I just saw him a minute ago, and he said he was much better today, uh, which I I didn't know which way this was going to go, to be honest. Um, usually that next morning you can tell it's getting worse, or um, you hope to hear what we just heard. So I'll make sure the trainers are green and everything as far as strength and, and all that's measuring up, but he was he was excited that he felt better. And the other one I had was, you know, when guys come off of the, the IL or from their rehab, you know, it could take some time with timing. Some guys have it right away. Some guys don't. But um, Monty looks like he's locked in and, and has been from the get-go. What have your impressions been? Has he met expectations, exceeded expectations? Yeah, he looks uh, – the timing thing, you just never know. Um, even sometimes when you're seeing some good results at the – uh, the minor league level or wherever they're doing their rehab, you, you just hope it translates, but he's taking good at bats. I mean, working deep counts, fighting off tough pitches, laying off, um, and then getting something he can do damage with. And he's been doing damage. And um, so I've been uh, very impressed. I think the timing defensively is still a work in progress. Um, it's, it's hard to get that game. Um, we talk about this through spring training. One of the most important things about spring training uh, is on the defensive side, getting to that game speed. You can have all the reps in the world, but where you're, you've got uh, a plus runner making his way down uh, the baseline while you're trying to work on your footwork. So it's off just a little right now, um, but I think that's something he'll get back very quickly. Lynn? 
Hey, Skip. I was uh, wanted to see if you guys were going to stay on turn here with this Pittsburgh, if it was still going to be um, uh, minor and uh, singer. Is that what it's looking like? Yeah, yep, still on turn. Okay. And if you guys um, probably haven't quite got there yet, but just in terms of like you guys were getting by with four starters for a little while here and had obviously Santana step in. Um, any decision on what you guys might do down the line here now that you don't have quite the off days? No, uh, nothing. Yet. We do have an off day. Uh, so oh, we that's right. Day. Yeah, we have an off day on Wednesday. So I would anticipate um, just staying on track here for a little while. But uh, we, we will have a decision that's ahead, but nothing <laughs> yet. Always know their off days. Who doesn't know their off days? But anyway, Mike Matheny, two minutes, 37 seconds today, really. But they talk all the time, before the game, after the game. You name I'm excited about the Royals game today. It's going to be fun tomorrow, too. Let's face it. Full attendance. You can bring anybody you want. You can go to any game you want. I know a lot of you have been dying to go to a Royals game. Well, this is the time to do it. Um, I mentioned uh, the red zone defense, and that's one of the things the players talk. They'll talk again next week, too, as the second round of OTAs go. But there's one thing they've been working on, and that's the red zone defense. So you talk about, you know, stopping the run. What do you need to do that? Do you need to stop the red zone? Here was the badger on the red zone defense. Yeah, I think, uh, well, just talk about being better. I think we could be better in the red zone. Um, I feel like we uh, pretty much at the bottom of the pack, you know, really in every red zone statistic. Um, so, you know, uh, teams are going to be able to put drives together on us. Um, I think it's, it's up to us. It's up to the players to really um, go out there and uh, try our best to keep guys out of the end zone. Um, I think that's going to give, you know, our team, you know, a, a greater chance to win. You know, if we're able to kind of, um, you know, make teams throw the ball in the end zone, you know, instead of uh, actually, you know, running the football. And so, uh, you know, we've been we've been harping on it. Coach Spags has been really harping on the details of it. And uh, but I- so there's the Badger on red zone defense. OTAs again this week, the first through third. Thanks to Ron Cop, Arrowhead Pride for joining us. Thanks to Josh Vernier. Memorial Day weekend. Here's the deal. Remember those that uh, gave that gave it all. The ultimate sacrifice for the United States in this Memorial Day weekend um, as you have this nice three-day weekend. Thanks to Grant Nicholson for the donuts, the energy drink, and producing the operation. Much appreciated, my friend. Josh Vernier, Vern's on Deck Show. Big Baby Brad Keller, next. Sunday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.